Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. It's your boy, it's Kyle. KP, the hat, trash man, here again on the Ono Disco podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the Ono Disco podcast. It's a show me and my best friend in the entire world, Eric Wolverton, do. Every Wednesday, catch us here. To everyone else, you legends. No, I can't say that because that's directly stealing from a YouTube channel. You beautiful fucking people. Can I say that? I think so. What can we call our people? Eric, what do you want to call the people? Beautiful fucking people. You beautiful fucking people. Keep on listening. Eric, what's your random tangent of the day? I don't know if you can call this a tangent, but I'm like 99. You can call anything a tangent, buddy. Percent sure that Kyle is either related or in disguise Terry Miller. So at the match play tournament this weekend, Terry Miller told everybody where to follow the Disc Golf Pro Tour. And he goes, they're on the Twitter, the Twitters. And that's something that Kyle says. He also went, the tweets, the grams. <laughs> you can check us out on the grams. Also something similar to how Kyle refers to stuff like that. And I died yeah. laughing listening to it. Yeah, hit me on the gram. I don't know if anyone else will get it, but when it came on, I was like, oh my God, that reminds me so much of Kyle. Yeah. On the Twitters. I enjoy that, bud. Thanks. Uh, uh, Yeah. No, I say the tweets, the Twitters, uh, the Graham, and the Facebook. And the... Is there any more? The YouTubes. The way Christine Jennings responded to him is exactly what I picture my head saying when he says it. So... What'd she say? uh, He says, oh, yeah, the Twitters. Right, like fucking idiot. Like <laughs> uh, it was hard to s- figure out if he was saying it sarcastically or not, or that's just what he calls mm-hmm. it. I know he's, which is probably true. He's up, like you know, he knows all about YouTube. Not that he doesn't know what Twitter and Instagram and all that is, but he spends most of his time on on YouTube and Facebook. So, thanks, Terry Miller, for giving me a good laugh. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh no. Use the code oh no to get free shipping <laughs> over at our Teespring store. He's Ron Burgundy. This is the worst worst ad read I've ever done, and I loved it. <laughs> Hit us up on the Insta the Grams, the, the Facebooks, the, the tweets. The talks, tubes, and if you feel like giving us money, go over to Patreon. If not, probably don't go over there. If you're looking for disc golf accessories or discs, head on over to starframediscs.com. That's starframediscs.com. And use the code ONO to get 5% off. We have a wonderful episode for you today, episode number 35 we had the michigan professional state championships near kyle's old home course and kind of really close to me 
So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We are going to talk, basically gush over how much we enjoyed the match play championship. And since the season is getting close to ending, we are going to give you our top five favorite disc golf events of the year. 2021. 2021. Because that's the year it is. Yep. So we had if the... You did, if you didn't know. <laughs> so this past weekend, we had the Michigan Professional State Championships at Freeland Course, Saginaw Course, and Sanford Course. All courses, except for Sanford, that I've played multiple times and have played tournaments at. Um, the Saginaw Course is Kyle's old home course. He wasn't home for it or anything, but it's just cool to know that the professionals are out there playing, playing the same it. courses. Yeah, we mm-hmm. play. And play. I think the only two like full time touring pros that came was Andrew Marweed and Tim Barham, which is still pretty cool. But it's not like Those we had huge big names. So yeah, it's not like we had like every single pro on tour, but we had a lot of local guys competing in the MPO field and a lot of them actually did really good. So that was cool to see. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Tony Ryapel. I think he came in 12th overall. He had Let's go, Tony. two Chemo, no. pretty, pretty hot rounds day one and day two, uh, day three in Freeland kind of fell apart a little bit, but he's able to hold on enough. So Worth it in the end. It's kind of funny because if you go back and listen to the episode where he was on, his biggest oh no moment was his first time at Professional States. And he had a bad first round and two good second and third rounds. And it was the exact opposite. Right. Wish he could just put together three good rounds. Yeah. I feel like Freeland has never been his course based on the times I've kind of played with him. It's such a forehand-friendly course, though. I know, but there's also, they put a lot of -of out-of-bounds and mandos on to make it a little bit more difficult for the pros. Gotcha. There's a lot of trees. Yep, so. Small fairways. Yeah, like, uh, you can watch it on Crew 42 on YouTube, but there's a hole, it's probably just about 200 through a tunnel of woods and it is an island like you it plays as an island and it is so hard to make that island it's so tough i guess that's what what they expect of pros was that hole four hole five yeah i think it's hole four in the regular layout but i think they start at a different hole for the pro layout gotcha i'm pretty sure Tim Barham took it down. He was like 10 strokes ahead of Andrew Marweed, so no real chance of catching him. He just killed it. Andrew Marweed put on a clinic at at Freeland League, so that was pretty cool. I wasn't able to make it, but just just to know that he kind of came back and tried to give back to the people of Michigan, you know, he's been having an absolute tear like the last couple rounds or last couple tournaments been right at the top so it's cool to see that he took his time out to to come out to little old Saginaw and Freeland also want to give a shout out to 
local pro Ryan Anderson. He came in fourth place overall for MPO. That was pretty sweet. Nice shooting, everybody. There are so many people that I know that was playing in the MPO field. It could be a whole episode, me just uh, naming off and shouting out shout everybody. Shout out all the people. Yeah, so we'll just leave it at that. You should shout them all out and then make them all listen to the episode. Yeah. Next year, I depending on how I feel about my game, I was thinking about just trying it. Even if I get my ass kicked, it's no different than any other tournament. So Could be fun. Yeah, well, three courses I know pretty well, so I have a good chance of shooting, you know, pretty decent. Right. I, you know, I'm not expecting to take down Marweed or Barham, but even just to. But you could. You're saying play, there's a chance. Play decent. You're playing against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even, you know, have a chance to get on a card with one of them. They can laugh at me. I would be so nervous. Yeah. Chuck it right into a tree. Then probably be what I did. Would do. And that's I'd, what I would do. And I would smile about it because that's the type of person I am. And then p- pick up a piece of trash. Yep. But if you want to see the coverage, like I said, you can check them out at Crew42 on YouTube. It is a Michigan based disc golf coverage thing. I don't know what to call it. But they cover a lot of tournaments that are in and around Michigan. They do pretty good. Obviously, it's not like Jomez Pro, but. It's entertaining, nonetheless. Cover some of the smaller tournaments. Yeah. Then, moving from the Pro States into the first ever match play championship. It was awesome. It was so so cool. It was way fun. Yeah, it it was so much fun to watch. I tried to catch as much as I could, and I'm pretty sure I at least started almost every, every single round or match or whatever it's supposed to be called it should be all on youtube now too so just go on there and watch it it's it was a fantastic watch one of my favorite ways of now i think watching disc golf yeah so shout out to dismania for putting it together and sponsoring it yeah having the balls to do it put on a you know unsanctioned tournament like this Yeah. yeah big cash big cash prizes $10,000. $10,000. Yeah. First thing me and Kyle kind of talked about was what can we do to see this more often? Like how can we get the format more prevalent? Mm-hmm. The biggest problems we kind of came up with is deciding who gets to play in each match play. Which I think it's pretty easy just rating. But then it's just going to be like the same people every time. Like I want to give more more people the chance, you know? The only thing that we could we kind of came up with too is if it was like a match play of everybody on a card of four kind of like a skins match but it would move through the groups of people more so like one card would go out and whoever wins that card moves on to the next leg of the tournament that would give allow more people to join in but it would also it would just divide up the field more quickly yeah and there'd be but there'd be a lot more pushes than there would be with just yeah, one on one. just two of the four people instead of one versus one. It's, it's easier to push. Yeah. So. I thought the course was pretty sweet, though, too. I guess Simon came in and helped design it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I thought as far as the course goes, they really did a good job of making it 
fair for everybody. It definitely favored the big arms, so. Yeah, but I guess the only thing they could have done maybe more to... Like, like Chris Clemens was never going to win that tournament. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> the only thing they could have done a little bit more is maybe make tighter out-of-bounds, which I know people complain about, but then it just gives the chance for, like, like a couple of Eagles big shots to get closer to the out-of-bounds or, you know, like, make him think about throwing those shots more and, like, worry people about... People want to see those big shots is the thing. It's right. like, do you want to limit him throwing big shots, or are we trying to see a 700-foot park job? I want to see it as more of a risk, because I don't think out-of-bounds was too close to that basket. I'm pretty sure they said the only out-of-bounds on that 700-foot park job was left of the basket. So he kind of knew all he had to do was make sure he turned it over enough. And make sure it didn't like Heiser out too early. So it really it it took you know all the all the questions out of it. It just put more Anheuser than Heiser or whatever. Actually, throw a Heiser flip, but yeah. throw it harder than throw it too soft, kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not trying to restrict him. I'm just trying to make it more of a risk for him. Punish the bad shots. Reward the good shots. Yeah. I guess I kind of think too that this type of play is almost better suited for being on like ESPN or TV somewhere. Uh, the only problem being now, instead of just explaining what disc golf is and the rules of disc golf, they now have to explain how this differs from normal disc golf, which isn't, it's not a huge difference, but it is enough to where you'd have to re-explain it. Yeah, so. they're just they'd spend a whole lot more time kind of talking about the rules instead of just letting people enjoy the coverage. But right. I feel like there's a little bit more excitement going on if you don't really love disc golf, you know. But it's really like it's like poker. It. It's like there's like 50 variations of poker, but you know which one you're going in to go see if you're going to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of the same same scenario mm-hmm. in my mind. It's cool that they set up brackets for everyone to fill out. Right, but it was awful that Emerson broke ours and everyone's. Yep. It's, we broke our own because we somehow thought we all both downloaded it, and now we can't find it to compare. I thought mine saved. Yeah. So did I. Apparently it didn't. <laughs> So did I. Yeah, so uh, we both lost our brackets, and then Emerson came in and just made us all look like fools anyway, but that was sweet. Shout out to Emerson for doing that, because uh, everyone likes a good underdog story. True story. Most of the matches were pretty exciting. My personal favorite was the Chris Dickerson and Eagle match. That was, I think it was this morning, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Dickerson versus Eagle on Sunday was my personal favorite match. I just really like Chris Dickerson and I really like Eagle and yeah, it was it was very enjoyable to watch and I kind of feel like Chris Dickerson is one of those people that, you know, he's got that distance. If you had to pick one of them to win. Uh Eagle. I mean 
That's why I pick. I know I picked Eagle. I think Chris Dickerson is one of those people that can kind of be kryptonite to those like elite. He's not that he's not elite level. He's obviously elite level, but to those players like Ricky, those players like Eagle, that he can kind of be the kryptonite to those almost that we see as like the supermen of of disc golf because he's just he's normally very consistent and. He's kind of coming on a, on a hot streak coming off the GMC win. So really had high hopes for Dickerson. And he, he played seemed, amazingly. Seemed like he was on a tear, too. Yeah, he, he played really well. Yep, had a sick throw in. Yeah, hole two, barely see the basket and just tossed it up in there without any care for the world. I mean, he knew he had to make it to win it or to save it. So that, that's what's cool about it is they get a they get a go for those shots instead of play it safe and they have to go for those shots yeah like you have to or you're just giving up what was your favorite i like the last round eagle versus heimberg yeah i i was you know watching it and i was like i don't i don't even know who i want to win both of you tie just keep pushing all day yeah yeah i think eagle and calvin are kind of two of our all-time faves so it's really like a dream final round for the Oh No Disc Golf for us. For sure. Big time. Paige Pierce and Missy Gannon. Yep. They went into extra holes. Extra innings, as they said on the broadcast. Is that what they said? <laughs> they said that. And I was like, no. Baseball references. All right, like, what are you doing? Yeah, to be honest, I thought Paige Pierce was just going to have it in the bag. Not that Missy Gannon's not good, but Paige, it's Paige Pierce. She's always kind of always played on another level. Missy Gannon held her own. Yeah, she's... It was sick to watch. She was hitting putts, throwing big drives. Mm-hmm. I think it's... uh. There's no questions asked about this now, but Discraft has to have the best fpo players on their on their team three of the four in the final four were all discraft players there was Haley king Paige pierce and missy gannon all all discraft so they gotta have dominating the best. fpo yeah they have to be i think also one of the kind of coolest things of this was everyone was kind of out there having fun you know even after like people lost, you know, we seen Kyle Klein caddying with his girlfriend for Haley King, and then a little bit later we see Nicola Castro just kind of cruising around on a golf cart, just you know, enjoying being out on the course. Yeah, it seemed like they were just out for like a nice fun weekend with their friends. Yeah. Yep. Just just competing for ten thousand dollars, no big deal. No, yeah. Chump change as we like to call that on the on the podcast. On the grams. On the grams and the tweets. <laughs> Calvin Einberg did end up winning, which was pretty sweet, because I don't think he got a win this year. I'm pretty sure he never found the winning circle this year. He's always up there, but... Really? I don't think he won this year. And then Paige Pierce won in, in overtime to Missy Gannon. So those are your first ever disc golf pro tour match play championships champions and i can't wait for more yes it was just so nice and casual it was just great it was awesome to 
see last year's or this year's uh like the doubles weekend the all-star weekend that was really cool but after watching this i could give a crap less about the all-stars weekend not trying to be mean but this was so much better than okay and lastly wait i lied calvin heimberg won ledgestone thank you yeah i thought he won something Oh, no, he tied for first at Ledgestone, remember? I mean, it's still winning, but... Technically, that's a win. Wasn't really winning. That's Technically, why. that's why we didn't remember it. Yeah. Because yeah. that has an asterisk on it, but technically, he did win. Yes, technically, it was a win, but... But technically, Kyle Klein was going to win. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel the same, to be, to be fair. No, absolutely not, yeah. And then... Kyle had something to say. Throwing far thing. Oh, yeah. Eagle 700 makes, foot park. Yeah, we talked about the park job already, but. But Eagle makes throwing 700 foot look so easy. And I've seen it in person too. And it is the same thing in person. It looks like he's not even trying. Yeah. And it goes unbelievably far. It's insane. I just, I don't understand how a human body does it. Alien shit. The eagle's a freaking monster when it comes to throwing. Because, like, Garrett Gerthy throws far. Ezra throws far. But they all kind of look like they really put more into it. Where Eagle just kind of, you know, jogs up there and just... I feel like he's, like, sneaky really strong. Explodes out of his hand. It's just, you know... we're not. I mean, Eagle's obviously one of, like, the farthest throwers, but... He just, he's one of the people who makes it look so effortless, so clean. When I try and fix my form, he's the one that I'm looking at. I watch Paige Pierce. Something she's doing right, and she can throw as far as the guys and is the size of a twig. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Top five. Oh yeah! <laughs> For our top five, we decided to do our favorite disc golf events of the year. We have one more tour event coming up before the championships. It's Music City Open in Nashville, but we thought we'd get to it early. Might as well jump the gun. We'll gush about the Music City Open when it comes around. True story. Kicking it off at number five was the Green Mountain Championships in Vermont. It was an awesome mix of two very well-constructed courses, or like a one open, one wooded. So you got that, that, that mix of, of courses. It was four rounds. So you get to start watching disc golf early instead of waiting for Friday. It starts on Thursday, which is always nice. The variation with them going back and forth between the two courses is just crazy fun to watch. Yeah, and it really makes the the like, you know, one person or you know those those people at the top like elevate their game. Like you can't just get used to one course and just kind of like fall into into cruise control mode. Yeah. 
it seems like it challenges different parts of each, you know, each person's game. Oh, yeah. So it's like one person does really well on one course, but then like kind of falls off on one. So like it's hard to do incredibly well on both. Not Chris Dickerson. He just shot hot rounds, I think, back to back day two and day three at, at GMC. Right. I was going to, well, most people besides Robot Chicken. Besides monsters like him. Me and Kyle agreed there's only really one kind of downfall to GMC. Do you want to tell the people, Kyle? The beautiful fucking people? The beautiful fucking people need to know that there is some unnecessary OB. That's why it's number five. Yeah, they just kind of bring it in a little bit too much where it's... We like OB where it punishes bad shots. Yeah. Not punishes too good of a shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is that? Just, that just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. So which it's part of the game, but we would just like to see it pushed more away. Number four, Worlds. It was a sick tournament. Another, you know, more than three rounds. So gonna right. start watching disc golf early. <laughs> the course was phenomenal, but the play from Worlds, and this shouldn't be a spoiler if you don't know James Conrad. Yeah, if you don't know, fuck I mean, you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. But James Conrad uh, threw, like, the greatest shot in sports, period. Yeah, it was probably, like, the most clutch moment ever. Yeah. And it was awesome to see live. We both got to watch it live, and it was cool because, like, my flight had gotten delayed, so I was in an airport, like, waiting for my delayed flight, and that's why I got to watch it live. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been on a plane with no Wi-Fi. But it still would have been cool watching it not live, but watching it live was a real treat. It was a struggle to not scream in a fairly crowded airport, so... (laughs) Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was Worlds came down to throw in on hole 18 and came right down to the 18th hole on FPO side too. So it was awesome. Nail biter the whole way. Disc Golf Network, if you're listening, I already pay for the subscription. I don't need to see a commercial on why I should pay for the subscription. I'm already doing that. <laughs> like it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. So that you're only advertising to people who are already paying for it. Yep. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the shot just as much as anybody, but seeing it two or three, four or five times a broadcast partially ruined it for me. Moving on, number three is Deglo, the Discraft Great Lakes Open. I mean, the toboggan course. I don't feel like we need to say any more than just the toboggan course. But in case you guys aren't sold on it, one, we're from Michigan, so naturally we're going to love a course that's, you know, in our home state. It's like the biggest tournament in Michigan, so. Yeah. Watching Kyle Klein and Eagle battle it out at the end there was awesome. Sorry, Eagle, but I was kind of rooting for Kyle Klein just because I was too. Wanted him to get his first Elite Series wins in his home state because he's a Michigan boy too. Didn't have to worry. Gets it later on our list. Yep. We'll get there soon. But, yeah, just the toboggan Fantastic course. course. Yep. If you missed it, go watch it on Joe Mess. Yep. Number two, we went with Idlewild. 
it was probably my favorite round of disc golf. The final round I'm saying is probably the my most enjoyable round of disc golf I've ever watched. There were eight people going into the final hole that were fighting for the lead. So no. there was a potential for like a six person playoff. Yeah. And it was awesome. I, I, would have blew my mind. That would have been so sweet. It came down to just a two person, but because the two people who ended up at the tie at the end was Kyle Klein and Andrew Marwe, two other Michigan boys. So it was no matter what, it was going to be a positive outcome. Yeah, we we already like Idlewild because uh, of the woods and the changes. And I the think, shots that it forces. Yeah, and the changes I think they made this year, none of them are like crazy crazy changes to the course to change what it is but i think the small changes they did make really made the course better and kind of a little bit more fair for sure just some slight tweaks but it's also cool because it's really not that far away from me and i have a few friends that live right around it so definitely never played a course it's right there that i make a trip to at some point i just have to drive through ohio you ohio i know Smash that dislike button, Ohio. Yeah, sorry if you're if from there's Ohio. there's a dislike button there. Sucks to be you, but we're sorry. I'm just kidding. It's like a thing where Michigan people hate Ohio. So if you yeah, don't get that joke, it's a, it's a Michigan joke. It is Ohio, though, so. And an Ohio joke, I guess. <laughs> they are a joke. Mm-hmm. See, it's kind of like how Michigan people can make fun of Michigan being it sucks, but we're also allowed to make fun of Ohio because... Ohio also sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Look, we know we suck more, but, you know, <laughs> we need to blame it on somebody. Damn it, Ohio. Yeah. Anyway, our favorite tournament Like, of what's the wrong year. with Detroit? Ohio. <laughs> it's too close to Cleveland. Yeah. Too close Sorry, to Toledo. I had uh, one more joke to say. Anyway, our favorite tournament of the year. Probably heard us talk about it a ton when we did the episode on it, is the MVP Open at Maple Hill. It's kind of like Deeglo. It's M- Maple Hill. Do we need to say more? Right. It's just... It's, it's the best course yeah. potentially in the world. One of the, no question. So, one of the best design courses. It's Beautiful. on that good old bucket list of things to see before you die, you know? Yep. Even if I just throw every disc I have off of the teapad of one into that pond. Yeah, I'm totally done. I made it there, and that's all I care yeah, about. I, right. Who needs uh, this? Not me. But with all the all the Christmas trees, just ev- I can... And all the water and the views. And the... Tune into episode 36 where we just talk about MVP Open for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it is like yeah. watching Simon's videos... Because he plays at, at Maple Hill so much, and just seeing it, and it's it's so pretty. I just want to cry. And I like just the the shot shapes that it forces. Yeah, it was it was. But it allows for some creativity in different places. It's just nice. Yeah, it was so well designed for like this level of bros, and they even have like holes that are like aceable for me and you, like no problem. I mean, not no problem, but, you know, like, there's the chance we get down there for an ace on, like... So you're saying there's a chance. A good, you know, probably, I'd say five or six of them. No, maybe not that many. Three? Right. Probably three. But even the ones that aren't aceable are, like, you know, birdieable for 
for the regular Joes. I probably won't do it, but they are. But it could happen. Yeah. So yeah, MVP Open, number number one tournament. Probably for when we do this list next year, it'll probably be the same thing. Probably. Yep. Unless yep. they add in a better course or something. Suddenly, yeah. how? Magically. I mean, maybe if they do that one Eagles landing or whatever, but we'll we'll wait and see. Tune in next year. And that was our top five list. To find out. <laughs> yeah. Messages. Uh, oh, not messages. Message us on Instagram and let us know what your favorite event of the year was. Yeah, we'd love to hear. And if you don't put in MVP open, we'll forgive you for we'll that. We'll disagree to disagree. <laughs> and that was episode 35. Insert number here. Four? Five? 35. 35. 34. 35. I hope, I hope it's 34. That would be even better. <laughs> Honestly, who knows? <laughs> Today we talked about Michigan Pro State Championships the match play championships that went on in Pennsylvania. And we did our top five favorite disc golf events of the year. Check us out over on the gram, the tweets, the Facebook, the tubes. And if you feel like giving us money, Patreon, we could use the money. It goes to support cool things like trash pickup initiatives and t-shirts for Kyle. Whole range of things. Full disclosure. If you give us money on Patreon, you're really just paying us to make fun of each other. I mean, what what better than money spent? Uh, what could you? What's better than that? Nothing. Nothing. They should I be happy, so. proud. I would be proud. But thank you for listening. If you made it all the way to the end of the episode, as all well, not as always, because I forgot to say this for like the past fucking ten episodes. But you're my favorite. You beautiful fucking people. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the flip side.